welcome to Corporate Talks Retirement, an audio podcast about investing in the stock market, financial planning, money management, and retirement planning. Each Wednesday, we help investors at all stages of life learn how to grow and preserve their money from first job through retirement. Now here's your host, Miguel Gonzalez. Good morning and welcome to Corporate Speaks Retirement Audio Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to help you manage your cash flow, review last week on Wall Street, and provide you with some IRS resources. Our healthy lifestyle advice for the week is about ways to get your vitamin D as winter approaches, while our green living idea is how to buy plastic-free shampoo and conditioner. Our first segment of the episode is our weekly educational update. And it's about how to manage your cash flow. You've probably heard the saying that cash is king. And that truth applies whether you own a business or not. Most discussions of business and personal financial planning involve tomorrow's goals. But those goals may not be realized without the attention to cash flow today. Management of available cash flow is a key in any kind of financial strategy. Ignore it and you may inadvertently sabotage your efforts to grow your company or even build personal wealth. Cash flow statements, also known as CFS, are important for any business. They can reveal so much to the owners and or CFOs because as they track inflows and outflows, they bring expenditures to light. They denote your sources and uses of cash per month and per year, income statements, and PNN profit and loss statements also known as PL statements, may provide inadequate clues about that, even though they help you forecast cash flow trends. Cash flow statements can tell you what PL statements won't. Are you profitable but cash poor? Is your company growing by leaps and bounds? That can happen. Are you personally taking too much cash out of the business? That may inadvertently transform your growth company into a lifestyle company. Are your receivables getting out of hand? Is inventory growth a concern? If you've arranged a loan, how much is your principal payment each month and to what degree is that eating up your cash in your business? How much money are you spending on capital equipment? A good cash flow statement tracks your operating, investing, and financing activities. Hopefully the sum of these activities result in a positive number at the end of your cash flow statement. If not, the business may need to change. In what ways can a small business improve cash flow management? There are some fairly simple ways to do it. And your CFS, your cash flow state, your cash flow statement, can typically identify the factors that may be sapping your cash flow. You may find that suppliers or vendors are too costly. Maybe you can negotiate or barter with them. Like many companies, you may find your cash flow surges during some quarters or seasons of the year and wanes during others. Maybe you could take steps to improve it outside of the peak season or quarter. What kind of recurring predictable sales can your business generate? You may want to work on the art of continuity sales, turning your customers into something like subscribers to your services. Perhaps price points need adjusting. As for lingering receivables, swiftly preparing and delivering invoices tends to speed up cash collections. Another way to get clients to pay faster, offering a slight discount if they pay up, say, within a week, or a slight penalty to those who don't. But before you go to work for a client or customer, think about asking for some cash up front if you don't already do this. 
relatively few small business owners look to home equity as a source of business loan or line of credit. Only 7%, in fact, according to the Federal Reserve. Meanwhile, only 6% explore mortgage refinance. But why are these so few? It could be that repayment terms might be intimidating as well as the inherent risk of placing your home on the line. That said, it may be a suitable option for some seeking to start a small business. But as it may, there is temptation for an owner of a new venture to get high limit business credit cards. It might be better to shop for one with cashback possibilities or business awards in mind. Is your business somehow isn't set up to receive credit card payments? Think about how the potential for added cash flow could render the processing fees orderly trivial. How can household better? How can you household better its cash flow? So again, cash flow is not just for business. You can run your household as a business and have cash flow. Money's coming in, money's coming out. One quick way to do this is to lessen or reduce your fixed expenses, especially loan and rent payments. Another step is to impose a ceiling on your variable expenses, ranging, ranging from food to entertainment. And you may also save money in separating some or all of these expenses from credit card use. I talk to my clients all the time about separating their fixed and variable expenses to manage their cash flow. Uh, refinancing, if you can do it, and downsizing can certainly help. There are many free cash flow statement tools online where you can track family inflows and outflows. Your outflows may include items like long-term service contracts and installment payment plans. Selling things you don't want could make money in the short term. Converting a hobby into an income source or business venture might help in the long term. Better cash flow boosts your potential to reach your financial goals. A positive cash flow can contribute to investment, compounding savings, all the good things that tend to happen when you pay yourself first. And that is this week's uh, educational update, which is very close to me and my heart in terms of how I advise my clients. I think cash flow in a business and in your personal lives is the key to financial planning. And that is our first segment. And now, the week on Wall Street. News of a COVID-19 vaccine ignited a rally in the economically sensitive stocks and a broad retreat in technology companies last week, though enthusiasm was tempered by reports of rising new infections and fresh lockdowns. The Dow Jones Industrial Average surged 4.08%, while the S&P 500 rose 2.16%. The Nasdaq Composite Index fell 0.55% for the week. The MSCI EFA index, which tracks developed overseas stock markets, jumped 4.01%. There was vaccine hopes. Reports of an effective COVID-19 vaccine sent stocks soaring on Monday as the end to an economic uncertainty appeared to be in sight. Stocks that had been pummeled by the economic lockdown surged on news, while the stay-at-home stocks suffered steep declines. Bond yields and oil prices both moved higher on expectations of increased economic activity. Market enthusiasm evaporated in the days that followed, however, as higher COVID-19 infections, new lockdowns, and low expectations for a new fiscal stimulus package dampened the optimism brought on by the pending vaccine. Stocks closed the week on a higher note, with cyclical stocks adding to their gains and technology companies shaving part of their losses. We saw some clouds over Japanese capitalism. The market was caught by surprise last week when when Chinese regulatory authorities issued draft 
guidelines to address concerns over abusive, monopolistic practices. Shares in some of the biggest Chinese technology companies dropped on the news. This follows the prior week's suspension of a listing of a large initial public offering for one of the country's leading fintech companies. It's difficult to say whether Chinese regulators are acting on concerns that Western nations have with the dominance of big tech companies, or if they're attempting to rein in the power and influence the privately owned corporations. An answer may not be so clear anytime soon, but investors will be watching. This week, we do have some economic data. Yesterday, we had、uh, retail sales reporting.、Uh, today, we have housing starts reporting. And tomorrow, Thursday, existing home sales, jobless claims, and the index of leading economic indicators also reporting tomorrow, Thursday. We, this week, we have companies reporting earnings. This past Monday, we had Palo Alto Network stock symbol PANW reporting, Tyson Foods stock symbol TSN, JD.com, JD.com Inc.、Uh, stock symbol JD, all reported earnings this past Monday. Yesterday, Tuesday, we had Walmart report earnings, stock symbol WMT, and the Home Depot, stock symbol HD, reporting earnings. Wednesday, NVIDIA, today, we have NVIDIA reporting earnings, stock symbol NVDA, Target Corp, stock symbol TGT, Lowe's Company, stock symbol LOW, and TJX Company, stock symbol TJX, all reporting earnings today. And Thursday, tomorrow, we have Workday Inc., stock symbol WDAY reporting earnings, Raw Stores, stock symbol ROST, Intuit, stock symbol INTU, and Natisse Inc., stock symbol NTES, all reporting earnings tomorrow. Companies mentioned are for informational purposes only. It should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of the securities. Investing involves risk, and investment decisions should be based on your own goals, time horizon, and tolerance for risk. The return and principal value of investments will fluctuate as market conditions change. When sold, investments may be worth more or less than their original cost. Companies may reschedule when they report their earnings without notice. And that is this week on Wall Street. Our weekly tax tip is resources, IRS resources that are available. Sometimes we feel like we're alone, but you're not alone. There's many IRS resources available. The thought of filing taxes might be overwhelming to some, but the IRS has many resources available to help it, help it make it easier. These include their frequently asked questions page, some basic tools about PTIN, PTIN requirements. Contact information, disaster relief resources, and more. In addition, they also make it easy to assess some of their most popular publications, including, including Publication 5307, which is Tax Reform Basics for Individuals and Families. They have Circular 230, Regulations Governing Practice Before the Internal Revenue Service, Publications 4557, Safeguard, Safeguarding Taxpayer Data. Publication 5293, Data Security Resource Guide for Tax Professionals. If you have any questions before, during, or after filing your tax return, the IRS is happy to help. You can reach out to an enrolled agent and find out more information about what EAs, which are enrolled agents, are and how you can become one. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax professional. 
And I got this from the irs.gov website. Again, many resources. I go to the irs.gov website many times to get information about safeguarding taxpayer data, different tax reforms, and guides for tax professionals, including enrolled agents. So definitely go to the website, irs.gov, if you have any information during, before, after filing your tax return. And that is our weekly tax tip. Our fourth segment of the audio podcast is our healthy, healthy lifestyle advice. And with winter approaching, it's important to get your daily dose of vitamin D. I know when I go get my physical, usually during the winter, uh, the vitamin D deficiency is always an issue. So I wanted to make sure that I provided a segment that could help everyone get your daily dose of vitamin D. Vitamin D is the vitamin we produce when our skin is exposed to UV rays from the sun, as well as certain dietary sources. And many people are actually vitamin D deficient, even if they live in a sunny part of the country. As winter approaches, it may seem hard to get your daily dose of vitamin D, but luckily, there are plenty of ways to get this important nutrient. Eating vitamin D-rich foods is the best way to get the nutrient during the winter months. These foods include fatty fish, like salmon, mushrooms, eggs, and milk, and milk alternatives such as soy milk, fortified with vitamin D. Just four ounces of salmon have 265% of their dietary reference intake DRI of vitamin D. Let me repeat that again. Just four ounces of salmon have 265% of the dietary reference intake DRA of vitamin D, which means that just two and a half servings of salmon a week would get you all the vitamin D you need. If you don't like fish, milk and eggs are another great option. If you're concerned that you might have a vitamin D deficiency, call your doctor and talk to them about how you can get checked for one. They can provide you with more information and alternative methods to increase your blood levels of vitamin D if needed. And I got this tip from Intermountain Healthcare. I think it's very important to keep your vitamin D. Again, I am not a doctor, and if you feel you have a vitamin D deficiency, definitely consult your doctor and talk to them about how you can get checked for it. And that is our fourth segment of our weekly podcast. Our fifth segment, which is our green living idea, is how to buy and use plastic-free shampoo and conditioner. Shampoo, conditioner, and body wash often come in large, bulky plastic bottles. In fact, 80 billion, that's eight zero billion would it be, bottles from shampoo and conditioner are used around the world every year. What happens to these bottles when you're done with them? Too often they end up in landfills or are sent to be recycled, which takes a lot of energy and multiple processes in order to repurpose the raw materials. Instead, many people are switching to plastic-free shampoo and conditioner bottles. Some new options include buying shampoo and conditioner from bulk stores and refilling your bottles. Using a bar shampoo and conditioner, such as ones from Etique. Etique even offers bar shampoo and conditioner for different hair types, as well as corresponding body wash. Buying refillable shampoo and conditioner bottles, usually made out of glass. Um, So again, there's different ways that you could uh, utilize your shampoo, conditioner, body wash without having to uh, use plastic big bulky containers and I found this tip on trending your own path again it's not easy 
but uh, if you really want to have a green living idea and a life, this is one way to do it with your shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. And that is our fifth segment of the week, our green living idea. Our sixth segment of the week and our last segment is our quote of the week. Our quote of the week is by Lucius Anaceus Seneca. I love this quote. Brave men rejoice in adversity, just as brave soldiers triumph in war. Again, brave men rejoice in adversity, just as brave soldiers triumph in war by Lucius Anaceus Seneca. Make sure you visit our website, www.corporatretirement.com. Our site is filled with educational videos, ebooks, publications, and financial calculators designed to help you learn more about your finances. As you search our site, send us a note regarding any questions you may have about any particular investment concepts or products. We will get back to you quickly with a thoughtful answer. This is Miguel Gonzalez, Retirement Specialist and Managing Partner with Kortberg Retirement Advisors, signing off for this week's audio podcast and educational update. Thank you. The opinions expressed and material provided are for general information and should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor. CRC conferred by the International Foundation for Retirement Education. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group, LLC, and Corporate Retirement Advisors, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. Investing involves risk including possible loss of principal.